Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello all of you beautiful people, Jules here for WhatCulture.com. And you know what, we've all sat through our fair share of average so-so movies that inevitably derailed themselves with insanely stupid plot twists. But you know what, what about when it happens to otherwise good or even smart films? Despite getting so much right with their thoughtful narratives, well-wrought characters and technically exemplary filmmaking, these 10 films all dared to dish up a plot twist which left audiences considering just how much they really liked the movie. So with this in mind, I'm Jules, this is whatculture.com and these are 10 smart movies with incredibly dumb twists. Number 10. Captain Steven Steals Another Man's Identity Source Code Duncan Jones's source code is, for the most part, a clever and ambitious follow-up to his cult classic directorial debut, Moon, in which Captain Coulter Stevens, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, is sent into a computer-generated reconstruction of a train explosion to locate the bomber. The first twist here is actually pretty neat, that Stevens was mortally wounded in action two months prior and is more or less a brain in a jar being hooked up to the simulation. Steven asks his superior, Captain Goodwin, to terminate his life support once the mission is complete, but when she does so at the film end, Stevens doesn't die, because the source code isn't in fact a simulation at all, but a series of alternate timelines. And so, Stevens is allowed to keep living in a human body in this new timeline, where it's implied that he starts a new life with love interest Christina. It's a cute enough ending, until you remember that Stevens is actually residing in the body of a man named Sean, and is basically hijacking this man's existence. And he's about to embark on a romance with a woman who thinks that he's somebody else entirely. At the very least, it's insanely creepy, and at worst, it's a silly step down in a movie that's otherwise so creative and considered. Number 9. There's a secret society that's killing superhumans. Glass. On the one hand, M. Night Shyamalan's conclusion to his East Rail 177 trilogy is a smart, knowing rebuke to the superhero genre itself, constantly subverting audience expectations of what a comic book film should be. For anyone else exhausted by the $200 million plus superhero tentpoles, Glass's more modest conception, with a large chunk of the film taking place in the confines of a psychiatric hospital, is actually pretty refreshing. Even if you hate the fact that Shyamalan kills off all three of his protagonists in the third act, and let's be honest, most of us do, it's easy to appreciate that Shyamalan wanted to deliver a film that deviated from the genre norm. But this went undeniably too far with the ludicrous third act reveal that Dr. Ellie isn't merely a villain, but a member of a secret society which has been suppressing the knowledge of superhumans' existence for millennia, even killing them in order to preserve the balance of the world. And then she has one of her random mooks kill hero David in a puddle of water to cap it off. It just felt too much like a Saturday morning cartoon compared to the rest of the movie, which for all of its flaws, offered up a thoughtful deconstruction of the modern superhero movie. 
Number 8. Harry Faked His Own Death Widows For its first two acts, Steve McQueen's Widows is a tightly wound heist thriller about four women who attempt to steal $5 million in order to pay off a debt left behind by their criminal husbands. It's a film which keeps you guessing about where it's going, until it arrives at a head-smackingly silly final plot twist that feels like it belongs in an entirely different movie. It's revealed in the third reel that Veronica's husband, Harry, isn't actually dead after all, but instead faked his own demise, killed his own crew in order to cover his tracks and then started a new life with another one of the widows whose baby he fathered. In a final confrontation, Veronica then shoots him dead. Considering how gritty and realistic the first two thirds of this movie are, this just felt like a little too lifetime for a film that was clearly gunning for Oscars, though in the end it wasn't nominated for a single one and ensured that the final act pretty much fell apart. Number 7. The Captain of the Icarus One is Still Alive Sunshine Now to start, I love sunshine, but still, this is a bit weird. Now, for the first two-thirds, Sunshine is another riveting psychological thriller from Danny Boyle, topped by a heady, literate sci-fi script from writer Alex Garland. The first hour or so of the film was focused on a group of astronauts embarking on a desperate mission to reignite the dying sun, with Boyle fixating on the psychological toll of such a mission. Sadly, though, the final reel takes a sharp left turn into more conventional genre territory with the reveal that the captain of the previous expedition to reignite the sun, Pinbacker, is still alive. More than that, he was driven insane by the mission and effectively sabotaged it, believing that God ordered him to render humanity extinct. Now this is fine because it is a surprise and it's a very well shot slasher movie ending to this film, but it doesn't explain things like why is he suddenly super powered, and after having his skin ripped off completely to the bone, that he just walks around just going, yeah that's fine, whatever. It definitely doesn't ruin the movie, but it does blunt the film somewhat. This was a spear piercing the heart of the audience, and at the end it was a bit more of a gut punch. Number 6. David Gale Framed Himself for Murder The Life of David Gale There can't ever be enough movies about how barbaric and archaic America's death penalty is, and so despite its noble intentions and often provocative engagement with the country's penal system, the life of David Gale completely destroys itself with its final reveal. The story focuses on the titular professor, who is on death row in Texas for the rape and murder of a fellow capital punishment activist, Constance Haraway. The film initially seems to lean in the direction that Gale was framed for his crimes, and its first twist even appears to confirm this by revealing that Haraway was terminally ill and actually committed suicide, seemingly intending to frame Gale and serve as the ultimate statement against the death penalty. Except, in perhaps the textbook case of a movie offering up one plot twist too many, the ending reveals that Gale himself was in on it the whole time, planting his own DNA at the scene and willingly laying down his own life with Haraway to discredit the death penalty. This staggeringly stupid final twist completely ignores the fact that making every effort possible to get yourself executed isn't really a compelling argument against capital punishment. It would have made far more sense if Gale himself was an unknowing participant in the frame job, reflecting the ever-present possibility that innocent people can be executed. But no, we got this instead. Number 5. The Tethered Are Government Experiments Living Underground us. Jordan Peele's is, 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 is Us might not have been a home run of a follow-up to his terrifying horror debut Get Out, but it was nevertheless a taut, unsettling effort topped by a fantastic performance from its central cast. Peele clearly came unstuck when trying to find a convincing explanation for the presence of the Tethered, which are the doppelgangers that haunt Adelaide and her family throughout the film. In the end, Peele settles on a harrowingly silly reveal that the doppelgangers are government-created clones living underground in the thousands of miles of tunnels beneath civilized 
colonization. The government initially experimented with cloning in an attempt to control the country's population, but when they found themselves unable to replicate anything beyond the body, they abandoned the tethered, leaving them to live a primitive existence below the surface. Though Get Out certainly wasn't a realistic movie, it had enough internal logic for audiences to buy into its ridiculousness. Whereas in the case of Us, the hokiness of an entire civilization living underground, even in thousands of miles of tunnels, invited the audience to ask countless logistical questions. Some might argue that Us is less about a strict logic and is allegorizing the experience of the lower class, especially black people in the United States, but Get Out managed to do so without going totally off the rails when it came time for an explanation. Still a great film, but a bit weird. Number 4. Silver Got Caught On Purpose Skyfall In many ways, Skyfall represents the Bond franchise's best attempt to reconcile the classically suave Bond with the more realistic Bond of the Craig era. On the one hand, Craig's 007 is a little less of a thug than he was in the prior two films, and the expected Bond tropes are all there in spades. But it also actively engages with the concept of Bond as a relic in the modern world, while shot with the unprecedented operatic bombast of a Christopher Nolan film. Though Skyfall is full of rivet twists and turns, it temporarily devolves into a moustache-twirling territory when it's revealed that villain Raoul Silver intentionally had himself captured so that he could hack into MI6's computers, escape his cell, travel through the London underground, and then attempt to assassinate M at a parliament hearing. Right. For starters, this whole villain-gets-captured-on-purpose shtick has become so overdone. What with The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, The Avengers, and Star Trek Into Darkness all utilising this same tired trope. And secondly, what exactly did Silver gain by letting himself get caught instead of just going straight to the hearing and trying to kill M? I mean, sure, it's a movie and almost every Bond villain is at the mercy of their own hubris, but even accepting that, this was a staggeringly stupid plan. Number 3. Tully is Imaginary Tully Jason Reitman's drama Tully is, for most of its runtime, a deeply compassionate and emotionally intelligent tribute to motherhood, with Charlize Theron delivering a magnificent performance as a put-upon mother Marlowe. Mackenzie Davis is also terrific as a peppy young nanny Tully, though Reitman sadly can't resist the urge to upend this achingly human drama with a needlessly daft final twist. In the end, Marlowe and Tully head off for an impromptu night on the town, which ends with Marlowe crashing her car into a river. Marlowe wakes up in a hospital and learns that, gasp, Tully was simply a figment of a sleep-deprived imagination, a compartmentalized fabrication to help her deal with her hectic life. Though the film serves as a memorable examination of postpartum depression, making a shocking rug pull out of Marlowe's ailing mental health feels cheap, if not outright manipulative. As a character study and a performance piece, Tully was good enough that it didn't need to resort to such a goofy last-minute parlor trick. Number 2. The twins' brother is also their father. Incendies. This Oscar-nominated drama follows two twins, Jean and Simon, who travel to the Middle East per their late mother's will in order to track down a brother they never knew they had and a father they believed was dead. A series of flashbacks throughout the film reveal that their mother had a deeply upsetting past, climaxing with the reveal that the twins' brother is also their father. As it turns out, her first son was captured in his youth and turned into an Islamic child soldier. And when the mother is imprisoned in later life, she's raped by her own son, now going by a completely different name, resulting in the conception of Jean and Simon. Though this film is in many ways a shattering examination of familial turmoil, the incest reveal feels just a little too much, like a soap opera contrivance, given the extremely coincidental nature of her being raped by her own son. It's a testament to both the acting and Villeneuve's direction that this is still a good film, albeit one that does get bogged down in a needlessly salacious, Shyamalan-worthy plot twist in the final reel. And number one, the protagonist was the mastermind the entire time, Tenet. 
For its many faults, namely that infuriatingly muddy sound mix, Christopher Nolan's Tenet is at least an ambitious and thoughtful sci-fi action flick which engages with the notion of time in a head-spinning manner. And while Nolan has a knack for delivering sharp final plot twists which change the context of a prior scene in an impressive way, Tenet unfortunately falls just a little short in this department. In the film's final moments, the protagonist and Neil have successfully prevented the villain from effectively ending the world, wherein Neil reveals that he was actually hired by the protagonist all along. More to the point, the future version of the protagonist was the mastermind behind Tenet since the beginning, whatever the beginning actually means in this world, inverting himself, recruiting Neil, and giving him everything he needed to help the past version of the protagonist. As far as ingenious Nolan twists go, this was more of an irritating swing and a miss than an eye-opener, with Nolan ultimately trying to get a little too cute and clever for his own good. Perhaps it'll seem less insufferable when the movie can be watched with subtitles once it hits home, but for now, Tenet feels like a film that's swallowing its own tail in the worst possible way. Remember, complexity and cleverness are two entirely different things. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.